Hello, everybody, and welcome to ROTM Radio, the official podcast of ROTMRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Zach and Dustin are not with me tonight. They are off doing family things and also, uh, you know, holiday things. Um, This is not a normal episode. This is just a small little treat uh, that I would like to post here, especially for Christmas time, and just say Merry Christmas from myself and everyone here at ROTM Radio to you and yours. Um, This is a recording that I did a few years ago uh, back when I first attempted to do podcasting. Um, Just a few Christmas stories and some uh, some stuff for some smiles and laughs, and uh, I have to laugh at myself when I listen back to it, but... Uh, no intros, no outros, anything like that. So, uh, Merry Christmas. I know uh, 2020 has been one heck of a year, uh, and hopefully this will put a little smile on your face. Uh, and then just uh, to let you all know, uh, ROTM Radio, we will see you in 2021. So Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and Happy New Year. May your best yesterdays be your worst tomorrows. And remember... Don't shake the mic. Enjoy the stories, and Merry Christmas again. The Christmas Story, King James Version, Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Almighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace shall be to no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of the hosts will perform this. The story of the birth of Christ as told by Luke. This will be Luke chapter 2 verses 1 through 21. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Quintus was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in, in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, 
goodwill towards men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us go now, even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made it known abroad, saying, which, has, which was told them concerning this child. And all that heard it wondered at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. And when eight days were accomplished before the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. "'Twas the Night Before Christmas" by Clement Clark Moore. "'Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care and hoped that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads, and Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what the matter. Away to the window I flew with a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of a new fallen snow gave a luster of midday to the objects below. When what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver such lovely and quick, I knew at this moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles his course they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, Oh, Comet and Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen! To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all! As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they met at the top, when they met with an obstacle mount to the sky, so up on the housetop the course they did fly, with a sleigh full of toys, and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and prying of each little hoof. As I drew my head, I was turning around. Down the chimney, St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his, from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ash and with soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back and looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose was like a cherry. His draw little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was white as the snow. 
the stump of the pipe he held tight in his teeth with the smoke it encircled his head like a reef. He had a broad face and a round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf. I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word but went straight to his work. He filled all the stockings when turned with a jerk and laying his finger aside of his nose he gave a nod. Up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like a drown in a thistle. But I heard him explain, ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. How the Grinch Stole Christmas by Dr. Seuss Every Who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot. But the Grinch who lived just north of Whoville did not. The Grinch hated Christmas the whole Christmas season. Now please don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. It could be perhaps that his shoes were too tight. But I think that the most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. But whatever the reason his heart or his shoes... He stood there on Christmas Eve, hating the Who's, staring down from his cave with a sour, grinchy frown at the warm-lighted windows below in their town. For he knew every Who down in Whoville beneath was busy now hanging a mistletoe reef. And they're hanging their stockings, he snarled with a sneer. Tomorrow is Christmas. It's practically here. Then he growled with his Grinch fingers nervously drumming, I must find a way to stop Christmas from coming. For tomorrow he knew all the Who girls and boys would wake bright and early and rush to their toys and then, oh, the noise, oh, the noise, 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 noise. The one thing he hated, the noise, noise, noise. Then the Who's, young and old, would sit down to a feast and they'd feast and they'd feast, 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 feast. They'd feast on Who pudding and rare who roast beast which was something the Grinch couldn't stand in the least and then they do something that he liked least of all every who down in Whoville the tall and the small would stand together would stand close together with Christmas bells ringing they'd stand hand in hand and the who's would start singing They'd sing, and they'd sing, and they'd sing, 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 sing. And the more the Grinch thought of this Who Christmas sing, the more the Grinch thought, I must stop the whole thing. Why, for fifty years, I put up with it now. I must stop this Christmas from coming. But how? Then he got an idea, an awful idea. The Grinch got a wonderful, awful idea. I know just what to do, the Grinch laughed in his throat. He made a quick Santa Claus hat and a coat. He chuckled and clucked, what a great Grinchy trick. With his coat and his hat, I, t- I looked just like St. Nick. 
All I need is a reindeer, the Grinch looked around. But since reindeer were scarce and none to be found, did that stop the old Grinch? No, the Grinch simply said. If I can't find a reindeer, I'll make one instead. So he called his dog Max and took out some thread. And he tied a big horn on top of his head. Then he loaded some bags and old empty sacks on the ramshackled sleigh. And then he hitched up old Max. Then the Grinch said, Giddy up! And the sleigh started down towards the home where the Hoos lay a snooze in their town. All their windows were dark. Quiet snow filled the air. All the Hoos were dreaming, sweet dreams without care. When he came to the first little house on the square, This is stop number one! The old Grinchy Claws hissed. And he climbed up on the roof, empty bag in his fists. Then he slid down the chimney, a rather tight pinch, but if Santa could do it, then so could the Grinch. He got stuck only once for a moment or two. Then he stuck his head out of the fireplace flue, where all the little hoose stockings hung in a row. These stockings, he grinned, are the first things to go. Then he slittered and slunk, with a smile most unpleasant. Around the whole room he took every present. Pop guns and bicycles, roller skates, drums, checkerboards, tricycles, popcorns, and plums. He stuffed them in the bag. Then the Grinch very nimbly stuffed the bags one by one up the chimney. Then he sank to the icebox and he took the Who's feast. He took the Who pudding and he took the roast beast. He cleaned out the icebox quick as a flash. Why that Grinch even took the last can of Who hash. Then he stuffed the food up the chimney with glee, and now... Then he stuffed the food up the chimney with glee. And now, grinned the Grinch, I will stuff up the tree! And the Grinch grabbed the tree and he started to shove when he heard a small sound of a coo of a dove. He turned around fast and he saw a small who, little Cindy Lou who, who was no more than two. The Grinch had been caught by this tiny who daughter, who got out of bed for a cold cup of water. She stared at the Grinch and said, Santa Claus? Why? Why are you taking our Christmas tree? Why? But you knew that old Grinch was so smart and so slick. He thought up a lie and he thought up it quick. Why, my little tot? The fake Santa Claus lied. There's a light on this tree that won't light on the side. So I'm taking it home to my workshop, my dear. I'll fix it up there. Then I'll bring it back here. And as fibful the child, then he patted her head. And he got her a drink and sent her to bed. And Cindy Lou Who went to bed with her cup. He went to the chimney and stuffed the tree up. Then the last thing he took was a log in their fire. He went up the chimney himself, that old liar. On their walls he left nothing but hooks and some wire. And the one speck of food that he left in the house was a crumb that was even too small for a mouse. Then he did the same thing to the other who houses, leaving crumbs much too small for the other who mouses. It was quarter past dawn and the, all the who's still in bed, all the who's still a snooze, and he packed up his sled. Packed it up their presents, their ribbons, their wrappings, the tags and the tinsel, the trimming, the trappings. 3,000 feet up on the side of Mount Crumpet, he rode with the load to the 
tip top to dump it. Poo-poo the who's. He was grinchantly humming. They're finding out now there's no Christmas is coming. They're just waking up. I know just what they'll do. Their mouths will hang open a minute or two. Then the who's down in Whoville will all cry boo-hoo. That's a noise, grinned the Grinch, that I simply must hear. So he paused and the Grinch put down his hand, or put his hand to his ear. And he did hear something rising over the snow. It started in low, then it started to grow. But the sound wasn't sad. Why, this sound sounded merry. It couldn't be so. It was very merry. He stared down at Whoville. The Grinch popped his eyes. Then he shook. What he saw was a shocking surprise. For every Who down in Whoville, the tall, the small, was singing without any presence at all. He hadn't stopped Christmas from coming. It came. Somehow or other, it came just the same. And the Grinch with his Grinch feet ice cold in the snow stood there puzzling, puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled three hours till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a bit more. And what happened then, well, in Hillville, they say, that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. And the minute his heart didn't quite feel so tight, he whizzed with his load through the bright morning light, and he brought back the toys and the food and the feast. And he himself, the Grinch, carved the roast beast. And now it is time for the story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But I'm not going to read you a story. I'm going to tell you this story. It's a very short story, but I'm going to tell you this, this story the best way I know how. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen... Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows All of the other reindeer Used to laugh and call him names They never let poor Rudolph Join in any reindeer games Then one foggy Christmas Eve Santa came to say Rudolph, with your nose so bright won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved him As they shouted out with glee Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer You'll go down in history 